If this coronavirus has taught us anything, it's that fear is contagious. We've learned in the past two weeks that it doesn't really take very much for fear to spread like wildfire. People go from peace to panic in a heartbeat when a crisis like this happens. Without being grounded in God, they don't know how to handle a crisis like this. So they panic. Give people a little bad news, then add a little more bad news, then give them something for their imaginations to work with, and surprise, they panic. So fear is contagious. But guess what? Faith is too. Thankfully, faith is contagious also. Last week we talked about fear or faith, panic or peace. We said that we, the people of God, need to choose faith over fear and peace over panic. And this morning I want us to see that we are carriers or perhaps conduits of either one or the other. Faith and peace or fear and panic. We are spreading one or the other of these things across our neighborhoods and our cities. All of us are worried to one degree or another that we might get COVID-19. And even if we don't get it, we worry that we might be the carrier of it and give it to someone else. I came home from Thailand on March 4th and I isolated myself from my family and from all of you, even though I was very healthy and had been for months. Why did I isolate myself? Because I thought after traveling abroad that I might be carrying the virus somehow and pass it along to others. Regardless of whether we get the virus or not, or whether we are a carrier of this virus or not, we are all carriers of something else. We are carriers of either faith and peace or panic and fear. In the middle of this crisis, our lives are either a reflection of our trust in God or they are not. We are either inspiring faith or fear by our example and by our words. What would the people who know you best say your life has been an example to them lately? Faith or fear? Most people are depending on themselves right now. And that's why they're panicking. They may not even know it, but if they are counting only on themselves, they're not going to fare well in a crisis like this pandemic. When our lives are shaken to the core like this, we wonder what we really have to hold on to. We wonder what really matters, what really counts after all is said and done. When we realize we have only ourselves to depend on, we are in deep trouble because none of us is strong or wise enough for something like this coronavirus or any other number of crises. So all of us, Christians or not, need to take this moment to realize that there is a God and that we need to humble ourselves before Him and ask for His help. Some people think our current pandemic is some kind of judgment that God has brought upon the world, that God is punishing mankind for our sins and holding us accountable for our insolence and pride. That may be, but I am not convinced of that yet. I do not understand why the Lord has not intervened and why He doesn't just stop this nonsense. I pray for an end to this crisis, just as you do. And I look for things to get back to normal. But I have no idea when that will happen. Things may indeed get worse before they get better. But there is one thing I do know. I know the heart of God, His love, His mercy, His grace, His desire for justice and for things to be made right again. 
I just don't know when God will move. And neither do you. I don't know when He will act. I don't even know if He will stop the spread of this virus or simply let it run its course. Now, I don't believe that God is the cause of this virus. God is simply using this virus as a wake-up call for all of us. And it is time for the people of this world to wake up and return to the God who created us. Why is God allowing this pandemic to spread across our planet? That's a good question. And I may not be able to answer all of your questions, but I can tell you this. We live in a fallen world. A world corrupted and marred by sin. Illness and accidents and pain and suffering regularly occur in such a world. And God does not often intervene the way that we might like Him to. Often God allows bad things to happen because He is allowing man to exercise his free will. He is allowing each of us to make a choice either to follow Him or to reject His way of life. Sin has brought a whole Pandora's box of problems into this world. But you can count on this, that God will sort it all out in the end. In the meantime, God is drawing us back to Himself as we each realize we cannot handle our problems on our own. What this pandemic is doing for us then is helping us get back to God, all the while acknowledging that we are not as smart as we thought we were. This pandemic is showing us that we can't save ourselves no matter how hard we try. In recent years, our world, by and large, has set God aside or even ignored Him altogether. We have treated Him like He doesn't matter and that we can get along just fine without Him. But now, in this crisis, we have been brought to our knees looking for answers. And our, on our knees, we have found, we have begun to acknowledge God once again in our communities, in our states, in our nations. In this uncertain time, it's time for people to see that we live by faith and hope in Almighty God and in the love that He has given us in Jesus Christ. That is who we are. That is how we live. 1 Corinthians 13.13 13 says, And now these three remain, faith, hope, and love. But the greatest of these is love. God's Word says that these three things will remain when everything else fails. Faith, hope, and love. And this means that these are the three things that we must hold on to. This means that these are the three things that we must live by. Our faith, hope, and love. Only then can our example and our words leave an impact in the lives of the people around us. And maybe even open their hearts to God. This is apparently what was happening in a city in Greece back in the days of the Apostle Paul. A city named Thessalonica. The Christians there were living by faith, hope, and love. As Paul wrote his letter to this church, he said in his opening remarks, We always thank God for all of you and continually mention you in our prayers. We remember before our God and Father your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope in our Lord Jesus Christ. Did you catch that? Did you hear the words faith, hope, and love and what Paul said? He said, we remember your work produced by faith, your labor prompted by love, and your endurance inspired by hope. Hope in the Lord Jesus Christ. 
this crisis, this pandemic, is a perfect opportunity for each of us who are Christians to be a faith spreader, a love giver, and an instrument of hope. Because people need faith. People need love. People need hope. Isn't it wonderful that we have found all three of these in Jesus Christ? And since that is what we have found in Jesus Christ, we need to give lost people all around us the hope we have in Him. A hope that rises above the panic and paranoia of this crisis. We are a people belonging to God. People who trust God completely, no matter what may happen during this crisis. We don't understand why God is allowing this pandemic to affect all of us, but we trust that we will accomplish His purposes in spite of it. Even if some of us get sick or die, we will trust Him for what He will accomplish in the end. And we will believe in Him and praise Him no matter what. Before I end my message this morning, I want you to look with me at an Old Testament example of faith. The example of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These three Jews were exiled to Babylon along with thousands of other Jews in 589 B.C. Things were going along just fine for them until one day King Nebuchadnezzar decided that everyone in his kingdom should bow down to him and his gods. He built a huge golden image and demanded that everyone bow down to it or be thrown into a fiery furnace. Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego refused to bow. So they were brought before the king and given one last chance to change their minds. But listen to what they said. King Nebuchadnezzar, we do not need to defend ourselves before you in this matter. If we are thrown into the blazing furnace, the God we serve is able to deliver us from it. And he will deliver us from your majesty's hand. But even if he does not, we want you to know, your majesty, that we will not serve your gods or worship the image of gold you have set up. And so they were immediately thrown into the fiery furnace. A furnace so hot that it consumed the men who threw them in. But God saved them and brought them safely out of that fire. God intervened and saved them from certain death. And King Nebuchadnezzar was amazed and immediately proclaimed that all of his subjects should praise the God of Shadrach, Meshach, and Abednego. These followers of God trusted God with their lives even if he chose not to save them from the fiery furnace. They stared death in the face and they said, Our God is able to deliver us from this fire. But even if he does not, we will not bow down to your gods or worship the image you have set up. Surely they must have had questions about why God put them in such a position. A position where they had to lay their lives on the line because of their faith in Him. They must have wondered whether God would save them from execution or not. But somehow, their faith got them to the place where they trusted God to do whatever God would do and left the results up to Him. Should we do any less in our present circumstances? God, help us live by faith, hope, and love. As we close our time in the Word today, I would like to offer up a prayer of blessing for all of us who are worshiping God together today. Would you please bow with me? 
Father God, your word says that faith, hope, and love will remain even after this world passes away. And so may our faith never waver. May our hope give us confidence for the challenges that lie ahead. And may your love be poured out in everything we do. Help us to instill these values in the lives of our children and grandchildren as we go through this crisis. May this worldwide pandemic end soon, Lord. We trust you to bring it to its conclusion. But we trust you to know what's best. And may we keep on trusting you until that day comes and even beyond. Through Jesus Christ we pray. Amen. God bless you all.